Twitter needs me to survive. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> this is how you know you're addicted. This is how you know you're delusional. <laughs> Welcome to episode 136 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Hot Flash McGee! Hot apparently, Flash McGee. Yeah, apparently I'm having hot flashes in this damn room. I'm going to call you McGee from now on. <laughs> McGee! <laughs> no. What, what do you mean you're having hot flashes? You're going through menopause or something? <laughs> yeah, menopause! <laughs> Man, it's hot in this damn room. It's 68 degrees. Too many fat guys in this room. I guess. Why are y'all looking around for? Don't be looking at me! <laughs> fat bastards, I'm actually losing weight. You see this shirt? It takes one to know one. I had the sausage in this shirt the first time it was given to me. Now look at it. Loose. This is Fear the McGee. Well, that's good. What do you mean, Fear the McGee? <laughs> you stretched it out. I didn't stretch it out. <laughs> this Enthcast shirt given to me my, by my good, good, good buddies, the Enthcast guys. Where's the boulder that you put it on to make it fit you? The boulder? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm here, I'm alive, and we're joined by... What's going on, everybody? This is George Tripsis. George is back. We let him in. It's always fun to have George on the show. Uh... The Scrippa. The, that's right. the <laughs> but he didn't bring any people with him. He said he was going to bring people with him. When did he say that? I don't remember that. I don't ever remember saying. I heard you say you were going to bring Star Child in here. You're going to bring uh, Lacey and you're, you're, and you're here, Star Child. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Where's Daisy? Where's uh, Phoenix? Where's uh... you do have a tendency to hear what you want to hear. So <laughs> that's been told to me a lot lately. That means it's true. <laughs> no, I more just, than one person confirms it. Then no, yes, I just true. think people are just, you know, I don't know. People got problems. Look, look, as your good friend, I'm telling you, if multiple people tell you the same thing, it's probably true. What is this, therapy? <laughs> it's an intervention. I was going to say, where's the sign? I don't see the intervention sign. That's why, that's why your kids are here. No, why is it so damn hot here? <laughs> You're the only one in this room that's hot. I'm actually kind of cold. Yeah, like, thank I'm, you very I'm much. Very I know comfortable. I'm hot. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that deliciousness. <laughs> That's right. 100% deliciousness. Barry Media confirmed it. I don't know if he did that. <laughs> you hear what you want to hear. Or read what you want to read. Yeah. Yeah. He or, said it on Twitter. Uh, I don't believe that was exactly what he said at any point in the conversation, but uh, we'll see. Hey, we chosen out the foxes. I'm the hound. Clearly, we're going to have the calendar. It'll be great. It's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Sure, totally. <laughs> what we'll, the we'll hell? See, we'll see what happens with that. Nice. Well, we got a lot to go over today. We do? Yeah, New York Comic Con's going on, so we got a lot to talk about. Let's move on to this week's comics. What were your top two this week, Miguel? My number two! My good buddies over there at uh, Blood and Dust, number three, Michael Martin, Adam J. Orndorff, and Ray Allen Martinez. Okay, it's Adam Orndorff, not Orndolph. <laughs> and uh, it's Blood and Dust, Life and Undeath of Judd Glenny is the official title. Whatever, man. Should have come, it should have been called Blood and Lust by now. We already know this. I think that's the sequel. He already, that's, that's the sequel? <laughs> we talked to him enough. You already know that. You know I can't pronounce people's names. You know I do this show on purpose anyway. But yes, from our buddies, you know that. Our buddy Michael. I read that Adam. one yesterday, right? Yeah, we're at the signing. Yeah, that was really good. It's actually yeah. my number one. Can I have the microphone now? Yeah, totally. Y'all quit cutting me off, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Just, it's never stopped you from talking before. Nice. Just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
if we pick up after what happened in part two, do you remember the, the swamp thingy, whatever that damn thing is, has the grandpa as a judd. Is that the proper term, swamp thingy? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, that thing's a badass. Copyright pending. No, it's because he's kicking, he's kicking her ass. Right. And so the little boys run to get mama, which we all remember from one and two. The, the grandfather said, never let mama loose. Right. They did a good job of setting her up as a character to be feared. And, uh, you know, you have some expectations of how she's going to be and how crazy she is once she gets free. So, oh, when they let her off and she see your face and she, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, she realizes that her kids are in trouble and that's, you know... Even though she's kind of feral and she's like a crazy ass psycho vampire, she she still has maternal instincts, so she's gonna protect her kids. But she's strong as shit too, though. Uh, yes, yeah, she is. So she runs down there, and Judd's having a hard time. The swamp monster has him like tied up. The, the swamp kids, thingy. Sure, the swamp thingy has him <laughs> tied up. Uh, and then she comes down there and just starts ripping it apart, trying to save her kids, and uh, it it ends up not going very well for them. The whole family ends up getting kind of captured by the swamp thingy, and then <laughs> and then uh, the human. Coincidentally, the, the one guy that was there asking for the assistance of Judd uh, or thanking him for helping him find his kid wanders into the swamp and decides to be brave. And he takes a can of gas with him and he lights the swamp thingy on fire. And that's how the, the family of vampires gets free. And Judd ends up finishing the guy off. Yeah. And then the mama. Well, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they changed the way they did it so they get their book published more. Uh, it's really good. I like the art. Uh, I like the story. I can't wait to read four. Yeah, me too. It's been I read three months ago actually because uh, Mike and I talked quite a bit about comic creation and stuff, and he sent me early early copies of it. They changed some of the lettering and stuff yeah. since then, but uh, in general, everything's the same, and it's really good. Like I've I've been waiting for it to come out so that I could actually put it in my top three because I really liked the issue a lot. All right, now I'm gonna call Mike out, man. Where the hell was my copy at, man? Damn! Could have read mine. He flew into Houston and wanted. Actually, to... I forwarded you the email with the PDFs, and you didn't read it. <laughs> Justin, be Justin, be hoarding stuff, Mike. Just so you know, I sent you the email. <laughs> he tries to like, you need to do this before I give this. Do to I have you. to print it out and tie you down and then read it to you? No, you're probably <laughs> like, if you give me Chick Fil A, then I'll forward you the stuff. That's how he does me, Mike. Just so you know. All right, after this podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna find the email and show you that I sent it to you. I probably didn't have any G's, bro. We all know the truth. That's not my problem. <laughs> Stop trying to pin this shit on me. I sent it to you. It usually is you. But anyway, <laughs> you know, if Mike would have got me the ticket like I asked him, I would have been there in New York Comic Con with him and being his valet or his assistant or whatever. I'd have got him some sales, bro. You know me. I might have uh -huh. got arrested probably. <laughs> he was only going to do it if you wore the full horse costume. So uh, That's not happening. <laughs> but anyway. I would pay good money to see that. Nice. But that was my number two. That was your number one. So what's your number two? My number two was Midnighter and Apollo number one from Steve Orlando and Fernando Blanco. That was my number one. It was really good. First of all, did you see Steve's picture? Steve's picture out there on New York Comic Con. He's posting some shit, you know? Steve always looks dapper. Uh, he always has a lot of really nice yeah, pictures. Boy, he got here. that suave shit going, man. Yeah. Mr. Model and shit. Calvin Klein Jr. here. What the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, bro. Well, compared to us, yes. <laughs> I thought I looked pretty good. And that and Superman underwear. Well, you see what you want to see, too. <laughs> I was there. It was nah. <laughs> I think me and Steve, we could be professional models together. Brian Salinas wasn't screaming at your junk because he liked it. He was trying to make it go away. <laughs> nice. He's like, bam, go away. Bam. <laughs> He's recreating a scene from the Flintstones. Bam, 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 bam. Nice. <laughs> anyway. Now talk to him about this book and how freaking awesome it was. Like the first two pages. Well, it starts off with a really, really awesome action scene. Uh, Midnighter's trying to track down this group of train pirates. <laughs> I'm not really sure exactly who these guys are. They're obviously a new creation. Uh, they've hijacked this train, 
and Midnighter is talking to one of them. He's like, you'll never stop them. They're too fast. And he's like, want to bet, bitch? And he jumps on the train. And the way the panels are set up is amazing because it's it's a, a three-panel thing that's like the full length of the train. And you see Midnighter running through the train as it's flying by at like 100 miles yeah. an hour. And he's just beating everybody's ass as he goes through. And it's it's brutal, too. Like, he rips one of those poles that people hold on to <laughs> off as he flies through the air. And he, like... Head crunches a guy, and then he skewers two more. With, <laughs> yeah. he, he throws like a javelin and skewers two more of them. Then he jumps over those guys and kicks one guy through the door. I mean, it's it's fast paced, it's brutal, it's exactly what I've come to expect from Steve's action scenes, and it's fucking great. Well, it's cool is that he had like a, a smirk on his face the entire time he's doing because like he's like, is that a bet? And like always oh, on because <laughs> he wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, I love the just the first two pages, man. Set it up. Yeah, it was enough to grab you for sure. And then he uh, then he, he grabs Apollo. He makes it. <laughs> he does grab Apollo, and then they go home and have themselves some fun. <laughs> but Apollo's kind of badass himself. He is. He's a. He's kind of like a Superman sort of character. You know, super powered, can fly, near invulnerable. But for some reason, he's really into Midnighter, who's this smartass know-it-all. <laughs> well, Midnighter's into him too. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're into each other. It's, that's the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Midnighter and Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good job. <laughs> you are smart. That's what I do, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a great read. Um, Steve, of course, is one of our favorite writers. He's absolutely killing everything he's doing right now. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this. If you enjoyed the first Midnighter series, you'll really dig this as well. And the the thing that really got me in this particular book was the first time somebody actually was out calculating the Midnighter and like ran a red herring on him, and they got a, well. I don't want to give away what happened, but you know the, what the way they tricked him. Which is kind of cool, and how they got Apollo. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait for. It's only a six book series. It's man. a six issue miniseries. Kind of yeah. sucks, but but it's it's okay. It is the great Steve Orlando's work, and it's really amazing. And it's Midnighter well, at his best. I, I think the DC, as long as there's a demand for Midnighter, they'll keep letting Steve do Midnighter comics. They should. I mean, he's doing it better than anybody has in a long time, and he obviously is very passionate about this particular character. So as long as there's a demand and people are buying the book, I think they'll keep letting him do miniseries and That's tell fine. more stories. I could actually see Midnight doing a team-up thing like they did on freaking Marvel. Midnighter teaming up with somebody every week or every other, after six issues of run, Midnighter teams up with Nightwing. Harley Quinn and Midnight. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. <laughs> like Midnighter and Nightwing. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. Uh, Midnighter teams up with Batman once. That'd be kind of messed up because you know, Batman would be like wanting to kick his ass for being the way he is. What are you saying about Batman? No, I'm trying to say Batman doesn't like... Uh, Batman's not a homophobe. No, I say Batman is... You're racist! <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say that Batman doesn't go as far as Midnighter does as skewing people and killing people. Batman doesn't well, yeah, Batman that doesn't kill. Exactly. That Midnighter would be, does. That would be the main conflict. Unless you're not Batman the fact like. that Midnighter's gay. We've no. seen that story before, though. That's, that's, that's Punisher versus uh, Daredevil or Punisher versus Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, but this would be Midnighter and Batman written by Steve. Yeah. It'd be better. And Batman does kill people in Zack Snyder's universe. We're not talking about Zack Snyder, bastard. <laughs> talking about Scott Snyder. That's right. <laughs> talking about Greg Capullo, bitch. <laughs> hey, I like Greg Capullo's run. But, yeah, I don't care. It'd be pretty interesting. To see. I'd love to see him team up with other guys. Uh, just today, earlier, actually, and I'm going to go sidebar here real quick. My boy was talking. We were driving here, and he got himself a Black Panther because he likes the Black Panther. And he also likes the Taskmaster. And he's like, who do you think would win that fight, Taskmaster versus Black Panther? I mean. Because Taskmaster can mimic him. Taskmaster can mimic him, but Taskmaster's not as strong as Black Panther. Black Panther would eventually wear him down. Uh, that's the truth. Taskmaster's really strong. He's really skilled. But when it comes down to it, Black Panther's enhanced, and Taskmaster isn't. So that's, why that's, that's why Cap usually ends up beating Taskmaster. But see, Ta- uh, Taskmaster now has a uh, secret weapon. It's got Dr. Bong on his side. It's home! <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yes, please, people, go pick up Midnight and Apollo. 
because Steve needs to do some more. And I'm still loving Steve's take with the Batman and the Monster Men shit. That is so fucking good. Yeah, it is. And it's almost over too. That's gonna suck. Uh, that almost made my top three as well. It was it was fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm really loving loving the series. It, the, the, it's gonna be sad that it's almost over. And I hope that he goes back and writes some more stories with some. Oh, he will. Guys. I mean, this is this is his first major crossover. So the fact that he's doing such an amazing job on it will just merit him more work. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known for a long time that Steve's super talented. It's just it's awesome to see the rest of the world discovering it too. So it's cool. Cool. What about you, George? Before we go into our picks of the week, have you been reading anything lately? Can uh, you read? Can I read? Maybe that's, that's a hard, <laughs> hard, hard question. Uh, I've been catching up on old stuff, stuff that you recommended to me. Oh yeah, like what? Uh, a dick in a box. Yep, that's my favorite. <laughs> no, uh, God damn it! I, we were talking about it yesterday, and I'm blinking right now. Evil Empire. Evil Empire. Thank you. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's really good. Kind of uh, feels like we're about to live that shit, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like on issue four right now, and it's really good. It's getting good. Yeah, I, I loved it. That was my favorite book in uh, 2014. Yeah, Evil Empire was off the chain, and um, I got Head Lopper yesterday. Uh, Andrew McLean's book. I love Headlock. I read issue one that you let me borrow last, last time, time you were on. on the show. Yeah, yeah, and I liked it a lot. So, and then now it's a fully graphic novel. I bought it. Cool, very cool. So that's all I'm reading right now. All right, gotcha. well, those are good. Those are quality titles. So good call. Yeah. All right. Well, back to our our stuff then. Uh, what was your pick of the week, Miguel? We may have the same one here. He Man Thundercats number one by Rob David Lloyd uh, Goldfire and Freddie Williams the second. Uh, it's actually. Lloyd Goldfine, oh. and Freddie Williams the third. <laughs> oh fuck! I took a number off of that. Changed the R to an N or an N. To, I don't know. Whatever. And then just... you blame me that I can't read. <laughs> well, dude, I wrote it kind of small. You so. can't read your own writing. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I think I read this shit halfway. I think I'm still too hyped on the book. It's so much fun. Oh my god! It's my pick of the week too. Like just obviously, uh, I've been looking forward to this for about six months ever since they first announced it. Uh, I love that it's not driven by Skeletor. I love that the ancient spirits of evil are the driving force behind this because Skeletor has been the driving force behind every other He-Man based crossover, every other He-Man based story. Um, even like the Eternia War, Hordak had a part on it, but it was still Skeletor was the driving force. Yeah. It's nice to see something different. And the whole premise of the story is that the ancient spirits of evil are tired of Mumra losing to mm-hmm. the Thundercats. And they're like, bitch, we, we found a way to fix this. There's a sword that's just as powerful as the Sword of Omens. If you get it, you should be able to beat these people. And he's like, okay, what do I need to do? I'm like, well, we're going we're gonna to somehow teleport our planet so it's right next to this other planet called Eternia. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to go there and you're going to find this guy who has this sort of power and steal it. So ancient spirits of evil do their magic. This big rift opens up in, in space and the planet flies through somehow. And, of course, the Thundercats are like all shaking and there's like this giant earthquake. And uh, Eternia is like freaking out too because there's this huge gravity shift. And nobody knows what's going on. And you see Snarp. You see Snarp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and Mumra appears on Eternia. And you say that right, bro. Mumra. And Mumra appears on Eternia. <laughs> and uh, goes straight to Prince Adam. Like, Prince Adam thought he was doing the right thing by trying to hide the sort of power. And he gave it to the sorceress. But it was really Mumra in disguise. Mumra was like, you pathetic, weak, stupid man. How the... Look, even I fucking knew it was Mumra in disguise. How <laughs> the hell did you not know that shit? Even you. Even fucking me. <laughs> it couldn't have been, been done better if Captain Hiss did it or King Hiss did the shit. Yeah. But come on. Yeah, so for I some saw reason. that shit coming a mile away. For some reason, Adam hands over the sword. Dumbass. Uh, Mumra takes it and just plunges it straight into his heart. I'd have stuck it in his ass. And, for being uh, such a stupid ass and giving me the sword in the first place. The coolest thing about the whole scene was that uh, Cringer was there too, 
And Cringer was like, no, Adam. And he, <laughs> he like joins the fight as Cringer, not as Battle Cat. He's well, not all souped up on roids. He's like little pathetic Cringer Tiger Cat. Well, not yet, because he got bitch slapped. Then he comes back as badass Mr. No, he was still Cringer, but he got bitch slapped. That's why he got mad. Right, but he joined the fight. Yeah, because he called him no slap kitties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bit him. Yeah, he was like biting uh, Mumra's Achilles heel. <laughs> I guess when you see your master get impaled with a fucking sword of power, you kind of you kind of got a man up. He grew cat balls and decided to come in. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then, of course, Prince Adam clinging on to life just with a little bit left. He grabs the sword before Mumra can pull it out. And he says the magic words and it heals him. And of course, he turns into human. Yeah, of course, Mumra talks too goddamn much. I even told him that. You talk too much. <laughs> As he's transforming, though, Mumra does manage to steal the, the sword and fly away. And then... Mumra doesn't do it. The ancient evil spirits did it. Mumra, remember, Mumra's like, what the fuck happened? Well, Mumra gets to where the ancient spirits of evil tell him to go. And then Skeletor does show up and somehow turns Mumra into goo. <laughs> what was tripped out is how they had the little bubbles. And you don't know what Skeletor first. But you see where Mumra's at. You're like, motherfucker, I know who this is. It was obviously... It was Snake Mountain. It's Again, I saw it coming all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it would have been better if it had been fucking Merman showing up. <laughs> I don't think you Merman wish. can take out Mumra. Merman is the best. Only in the water. Oh. Yes. He can now fight <laughs> on land. Merman. He could always fight on land, but he was never that good at it. Warpath is joining up. Wow, bam, zoom. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Mumra is AWOL. We don't really know what happened to him, but I'm sure he's not dead. I'm sure He's, he's gonna, goo. I'm sure he's going to come back. He's, he's stuck to the shoe. He's too powerful. He's going to come back. He's a bitch. What? He's a mummy. <laughs> Dude, he's decrepit old... Uh, he's Mumra the ever-living. Yeah, because the freaking ancient evil spirits gave him power. Now they're back in Skeletor, so he got nobody. He's still got his own power. What, what kind of power? Mumra is not just relying on the ancient spirits of evil. He he relies on them for his transformation, but he has his own magic powers as well. He's a sorcerer. Yeah, I just don't think he's as strong. He's probably going to He's strong enough to survive. He yeah, he probably is going to try to team up with evil and, and usurp Skeletor. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I liked it. It was great. It was it's, fun. It's full of nostalgia. It's super fun. We're probably not doing any kind of justice trying to explain it here, but uh, <laughs> like, I love seeing all these characters together. I can't wait to see more of it. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Is this a limited run, or do y'all know It's that? a six-issue mini. Gotcha. There was another mini that I had picked up that I was so anticipating it would be in my pick of the week, but uh, He-Man Thundercats was way better than it. But it was okay, but it was kind of lackluster. Uh, I expected more. It was Escape, uh, Big Trouble Little China Escape from New York. Oh, uh, I know, saw that too. I wanted Coulson. to read it, but I didn't. It was okay. They made a couple little jokes there yet, but it hasn't really, it didn't pick up like it should have. I like the uh, Big Trouble Little China comic that came out a couple years ago. That was really good. Cause it was like, it was like yeah. the sequel that we never got. I know. We never should get, but it's good. Yeah, I let my dad read that. He loved it. He's like, man, this would be a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't get a chance to read that one, but. I have the whole run, bro. I'll bring it to you. No, I, I read Big Trouble in China. I'm talking. Oh, you're talking about the, okay. the new one? Yeah. Did I give it to you? Yeah, I just didn't get a chance. To, I didn't get around to it. Oh, okay. Uh, I was too busy. Mm. But yeah. too much Kurt Russell in one one comics. What it was? Nice. <laughs> you can never have enough Kurt Russell. Right. Why are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> That's the nickname for it. It's what it is. Nice. <laughs> All right, McGee. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about why George is here. Woo! What's up, everyone? Why are you here? Sadly, I'm, I'm here to tell you I'm replacing you. <laughs> That's like the worst thing you could have said. 
I'm joking. The look on McGee's McGee's face is hilarious. (laughs) You know what just happened? Our stock just fell. We're going in a tank. I'm now over. You can't have two white guys doing a podcast. It doesn't work. I'm joking. I could never replace Horstocles. I I was waiting for the, you're a racist. (laughs) But no. Oh, I I didn't need to say it. It was obvious. (laughs) Uh, I'm here to help promote our Kickstarter for issue two of Speak No Evil. Yes, I understand. Yeah, so that's why I'm here, everyone. That's right. So let me ask the hard, tough questions here now. I'll be the reporter, you guys. You guys, you guys are now being interviewed, so All right, sure. I'm the Walter Cronkite here. And, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what kind of hard-hitting questions McGee has for us. Right. So explain to us why you think at this moment in time that Kickstarter number two for issue number two is struggling. Well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's struggling at all. We're at thirty six percent with uh, twenty one days left to go. So there's still quite a bit of time to catch up and meet our goal. We're doing the same amount of promotion as we were last time. Doing a lot of other podcasts. You know, doing. We've had a lot of reviews. Almost all of them have been super positive. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're doing everything we can to promote. We're doing signings, and those have been going really well. Do you feel a lot of the people that you met at the cons? Because I know at Comic Palooza, you guys sold out. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And I know you guys went over to Dragon's Lair in Austin, which you did fairly well over there. And actually, they treated you like you were superstars, which might have must have felt pretty nice. Yeah, it was you guys awesome. actually felt kind of like Lord Horsecles feels on a daily basis. That's really cool. <laughs> I know you better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, what should people look in book two that book one doesn't have that would like grab them even more? Give uh, something. It's up the ante on everything. It's funnier. It's more action. There's a lot more violence and gore. There's monsters in it, which we showed a little bit of it in issue one, but there's a lot more monster in issue two. Yeah. And uh, we pack a lot of story in a 22-page comic. Some of the some of the pre-readers, because we sent out the script to a, a select group of about 10 people to read before we actually go to getting the art done. Uh-huh. Uh, some of those people that read it wrote us back, and they were like, I can't believe that's only 22 pages. There's so much shit that happens. Right. It's action-packed. It really is. From beginning to end, it's nonstop action, nonstop comedy, nonstop gore. We introduce a new villain, uh, the first of the major demons that comes through. His name's Athamon. We also introduce a new protagonist named Effie. Yeah. It's the same format as the first issue. It's something that George and I really wanted to do was tell half a story uh, twice in each issue. So there's like the first half focuses on the boys. The second half focuses on a new character. And then in issue three, it'll flip. And it'll be the first half focuses on a new character the second half focuses on the boys. And it's all leading up to the same kind of place. They're all going to merge together. At yeah, some once the stories merge together, then it'll just be all one story. But we're telling things uh, broken up into half a book so that everybody gets their screen time they're supposed to, so we can tell enough about everybody to keep everybody in the loop of what's going on. Gotcha. Now, it's important then, I guess, they do need to purchase every book to stay. You can't like just jump in on two and you'll be lost. No, you can't. You it- definitely need to get one. Yes. And that's yeah. why you offer the digital copy in case you run out of books. And I know you guys were reprinting as well, correct? We're Maybe. on our second printing we're on of second issue printing right now, yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's pretty good to actually have a second printing of a book. Yeah, it's pretty good. a lot of people don't really do that. Well, we sold out of the Kickstarter version of issue one, so we had to get more. Right. Uh, and, and the second printing is slightly different. It doesn't have the thank you page. It doesn't have any of the, the advertisements or any of the special stuff the Kickstarter had in the back. Issue two will do the same thing. There will be a Kickstarter version, which you can only get if you back the Kickstarter. Right, and if you pledge the Kickstarter, you'll get it before anyone else does. Because yeah. we're looking at a uh, publication date of uh, December, like toward the end of December. Gotcha. And speaking of your Kickstarter, uh, there's other Kickstarters I know that don't do this. And this is where I give you actually props, and I've actually other people's other podcasters, and some people I know out in the street that have actually made mention of this. They like the fact that you guys break down how you're spending the money. In other words, it doesn't sound like you're like, 
fucking everyone in the ass and pocketing money. You're actually spending on what you're saying you're going to spend it on. And you actually guys have lost some of your money out of your own pocket to do your own book, I think. Well, I, w- I wouldn't call it a loss. Not a loss. I mean, I take that back. You actually spent some of your own money, invested it into the book. Yeah, we've right. definitely invested uh, into we really care. About, I really care about this project, and I know Justin does as well. And we just wanted to see it succeed. And uh, I, I want to make sure that any money we make on Kickstarter just goes right next into the next one so we can just keep pumping out more stories. Yeah, everything we get goes towards the book. None of it has gone in our pockets yet. We've made any profit. Uh, we probably won't make any profit until we do issue five and create a trade for it. <laughs> Maybe. So... Well, what I gather from both of you, uh, just talking to you, knowing you personally, I don't think y'all really give a damn if you make a profit. You just you're enjoying the fact that the book is out there and that your fans are. And I can't actually say that your fans, because I think I heard a story of a gentleman trying to track you guys down. Actually, yeah, yesterday yeah, he showed up yesterday uh, at our signing at a Dragon. Oh no, I'm sorry, at Eighth Dimension Comics. Yeah, we we sold the preview book at Comic Palooza, and that was a limited edition. We only made 125 of those, uh, just to kind of whet people's appetite and try to build up an interest in the book before it actually came out. And he was one of the people that picked up a preview book but had not yet gotten an issue one. And he didn't realize that we had the website or for whatever reason he didn't know about the Kickstarter. Uh, but he came and found us at 8th Dimension because he had seen the post about it. And he was like, man, I've been trying to find you guys since since Comic Blues. I really wanted to get issue one. So he showed up and bought a copy and talked for a while and it was really cool. That's freaking amazing. And your artist. Your artist, I, I will say this for people who don't know and you guys forwarded me a digital copy of this. Uh, your artist has really upped this game. Well, like Justin said, uh, toward the end of issue one, where we're putting it all together and we're still getting stuff from, for issue two, uh, we were, we starting to notice like, hey, the art's getting kind of really good. And he's like, yeah, I think he kind of fully bought into the story. And he knows that it's a story that not only that he likes, but he sees that it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure he's hopped on a lot of independent projects that just didn't. He's worked on a lot of different books and, you know, he'll do like the first issue and then the book will never go anywhere. Um, at least that's the impression that I get from some of the projects he's worked on. Uh, plus, he, he's had some bad experiences with other people he's worked with. Like, he's told us about some of the things that people have done to screw him over, not paying him on time and and whatnot. So I think working with us is a little more pleasant of an experience than he usually has because we always pay him immediately, and we're always very friendly, and we're always very appreciative of his stuff, and we give him little perks as well. Uh, we, we couldn't have a better team, and we treat our people right. So I think that goes a long way. Yep. That's really good, and I hope that eventually you get other guys who are well-known in the industry to work with you. Having a Steve Orlando working with you sometime down the road might be pretty freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know on Kickstarter 1, when you did it for the first book, it went pretty quickly. You guys were like out the door. I mean, you were on fire. It was ridiculous. I thought you guys were actually going to get your book funded in like the first freaking week. Uh, I know Kickstarter 2, it's a little bit slower. Do you... Do you think it's because it was too close to each other or maybe it's the, closer to the holidays, maybe? I mean, I still believe that you're going to make your funds. No doubt in my mind. I honestly believe you're going to make your goal. Um, the book is great. The writing is great. You guys, people like you and like your story uh, by the reviews that have been out there. Uh, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I should come here to get like a pep up from it. <laughs> so... I mean, talk to me about the Kickstarters. Uh, issue one, we got funded, I think, 48% in the first week. And we were sitting pretty almost 50%. And then it kind of trickled in for the next two weeks. And then we got to about 85%. And then the last week, we had a big push and, and finally hit our goal. Um, and that's typically how Kickstarters work. You do really well week one. Week two and three kind of trickles. And then week four, big push, and you usually hit your goal. Uh, this time, we hit 33% at the end of week one, which is still pretty good. I mean, we're a third of the way there. No complaints at all. It's just uh, comparing the two, I feel like maybe it's the time of year. Maybe it's just that 2016 has been such an asshole to so many people and they can't really afford it. 
Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what the reason is that people. Uh, there could be out. a million reasons why uh, it's different, but it's always going to be different no matter what we do. Yeah. I think every Kickstarter will be different from the last. And I'm not sure that we went too quickly because it's been six months since issue okay. one was funded. So I feel like if we're going to do two books a year, six months is where we're going to have to kind of set the the line. And, and like next year, we plan on if we have to do Kickstarter, we plan on doing three books. Yeah, we're hoping that we make enough in the first two Kickstarters that we can fund all three and just have the three issues, and then we'll do a final one that's the trade. Gotcha. In issue five. Now I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean this by any way. Don't take this as negative. But let's say, and we've asked this to many of our guests before, let's do Kickstarter, which. Lot most of them do make it. If it doesn't make it, by some act, some sad news, it doesn't make it this time. What are your uh, your plans? I'm gonna kill myself. What? <laughs> you heard it first, gentlemen. Here it is. No, <laughs> I'm assuming you got a contingency plan. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll keep paying for out of pocket to make the book. I mean it'll just take us a lot longer to do it. I mean that's, that's right. We'll just keep on trucking. It would just take a lot, lot longer. Yeah, that's what I wanted here because I want everybody to understand that you guys are in it for more than just that. You're willing to take your own money out of your own pockets, food away from your own mouth, which you probably should do, uh, get some weight loss going up in here. And then <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm down almost sixty pounds since June. you can lose another sixty. But I, anyway, <laughs> I could lose another sixty. I'm trying to lose another sixty. But... A little humor there. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is here. I know you guys are going to keep pushing. You're going to keep working hard at it. I want people to understand that Great Bear is not about just one book and done. No, Great Bear no. is trying to get this book out there. How many issues are you trying to go? 20? 20. 20 total. And then you're also thinking about starting something else. You also have other stuff you want to produce more books. In other words, Great Bear as a company wants to be a comic book company. They want to right. produce more than just Speak No Evil. That's what I'm trying to tell the fans and your listeners. So expect more than just Speak No Evil. This is not a one-shot and done company. This is a company that plans to be around and doing something, which is all I want to take my hat off to both of you. That's that's fresh and that's refreshing. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And now let's forget about money. Let's go back to the story real quick. In book two, did Tesla and Lovecraft come back in again? Did they make an appearance? Or are they going to make an appearance further down, like a comeback, a flashback? Uh, I know you want to give away too much. No, no. Uh, they are not the main characters. Right. They are just a catalyst for the boys to uh, to go on this epic adventure. But they do. They will eventually become reoccurring characters. That's what I wanted to hear because I wanted to make a point. I read a comment from uh, an Asweepe a while back, which he didn't really understand what the hell he was talking about. He was speaking with massive words and language and talking about, ah, blah, 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 and ah, blah, blah, this, and I'm that. If you, if you don't know what Miguel is talking about, we do have a bad review up there on Comic Bastards. But it's really not that bad of a review. All the guy really said is that issue one of the book is average, which is, is common for a lot of number ones. Really? Average. Does average fund 48% of it in one freaking day? Does average sell out of Comic Palooza? Does average have two advertiser companies wanting to buy the book from you? Just because George and I aren't average doesn't mean that issue one of the book is not average. Well, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's it's good, but it's also the kind of book that you have to pay attention to and really devote yourself to reading it. Right. Uh, it, my my personal feelings on the the reviewer is I think he he didn't really uh, he hates comics. No, I don't think that's actually. What it is. I do think that's the case. If you <laughs> if you read his review, he's very bitter. If you read other reviews he's done, he's very bitter as well. It's like a food critic. Oh, this is no, so high in the air. The restaurant's already lost before he even gets in there. I yeah. think he uh, he came came into reviewing the book uh, with the notion of knowing what the book was about, but not really reading the material. And uh, he kind of prejudged this. I think that's what really happened. Yeah. You know what? I welcome Comics Bastard, this bastard, to come on the show and talk to me across the microphone. We'll have it out. He can use this thesaurus or whatever he wants. I'm, a, I'm the man of the people. I will speak the people's language, and they'll understand. We don't need to be going, oh, the aftermath of this book long before the time of the star date, whatever hey, bullshit hey, he wants hey. to throw out there. 
Why are you mad, bro? <laughs> I'm not mad, sir. I'm merely having issues with people who like to shit on the little man Dude, trying to do something. I'm not even upset about it, honestly. We got nine amazing, stellar reviews. People read it. They loved it. They, they got the humor. They got what we were trying to get across. We got seven out of tens from, from most of the people that reviewed us, which is great. I feel like that's about where issue one was. But I also really and truly 100% honestly feel like issue two is a 10 out of 10. And issue three is like an 11 out of 10. Honestly, the next yeah, well, two that's issues... That's terrible math, bro. No, it's, it's the absolute truth. Issue two when is... When we wrote those, we felt it when we wrote those. Like, man, these are great. And, it, issue uh, one was the very first comic that George and I ever wrote. It's bound to have some flaws. And it does. I'm okay with that. It see, was the first thing we did. It's average. See, I'm okay with that. See, America, this is what I'm talking about. Humble. How many fucking writers out there are humble like that? Nah, you tell that shit to like freaking Colin Bond, he might whoop your ass. <laughs> fucking average? Bitch, meet me in the street. We know for sure hey, that... He, he fought a cougar and survived. Hey, <laughs> we know for sure Greg Capello would have Greg Capello would have whooped some ass. <laughs> or goddamn freaking uh, Joe would have been ready to go to blows. I'm just saying. The point I'm, I'm trying to say, and I'm not going to steal away from your thunder. I apologize if I'm making it all about myself here. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> when you make a review, please do your research. Did he bother to talk to you? No. Did he bother to get your backstory? No. He just went. I read most, the book. Most reviewers blah, blah, blah. don't. None of the other reviewers did either. Yeah, because they're high on their fucking horses, dude. You're just a fucking reviewer. All, all the other reviewers said perfectly nice things. Like that's the thing is with anything you create, no matter what it is, if it's comics, if it's music, if it's TV, it doesn't matter. Whatever you create, some people are really going to like it and really understand what you're going for, and some people aren't, and some people are just going to be dismissive and not give a shit because they're spiteful. I think that this particular reviewer that we're talking about just is jaded. He doesn't care that much about comics anymore. He hasn't seen anything that he really personally enjoyed in a really long time, and he just kind of does this as a job. If you read the review, it really comes across that way. He doesn't really give a shit, and it reflects in his writing. He said the book's perfectly average. The arts wasn't to his taste. That's fine. Not everybody's going to like art. Art is very subjective. The writing, he said, was fine. The storytelling was fine. He said the dialogue was a little bit light, which is true. We, we intentionally made it very uh, story-driven instead of dialogue-driven. And we also made the approach when we first wrote the story that it was going to be like a very cinematic type of story. And hence why and, it has some of those same formulas you see in film. And not everybody's going to get that in comics medium because you don't really see comics written as movies very often. I mean, they turn into movies you know, all the time. But you don't really see a comic book that's written and looks and reads like a movie with angles that look like they're shot in a movie. And we intentionally did a lot of that stuff. We made our book very cinematic. So, yeah, this guy didn't get it. Who cares? It's yeah, one out of ten. Yeah, no big deal. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It hurt me for maybe a day. But after talking to Justin about it, it, it made sense. And uh, it, it's okay. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion and not like our stuff. And for the other 10 reviewers who, who read it and, you know, gushed all over us, like, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We're glad that you get what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I'm not the hugest, like, oh, man, I need good reviews. What's best for me is when someone reads my book at a show and they come back later and tell me they loved it. I think that's what means more than anything. Yeah, I'd rather hear that from the public than from reviewers anyways. That's why I find it funny because we've discussed this about movie reviewers. Oh, this movie was shit. And then you go see it. The movie was great. <laughs> yeah. You really don't need those people. Those people don't mean nothing. Your ego is your ego, not his. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're a necessary evil because you have to have some critical acclaim or some kind of level of, of notoriety about your book in order to get something like Kickstarter funded. Like It's important to have reviews just so that more people find out about it, which is why we, we submitted to all these different sites to get reviewed in the first place. And you know, fortunately for us, most of the people did like it. And on top of that, we have like industry people who are working in comics – read our stuff and gave us some really good quotes and they're all on our Kickstarter page. That's what I'm talking about also. It's like, okay, dude, so this is your opinion, but these guys here, we'll use Mr. Rising Star right now, Mr. Steve Orlando. 
clearly gave you two amazing quotes in your book. Uh, so what does Steve know that you don't know? So you're now telling me that I'm a critic and I know more than Steve. Okay, I'm sorry. There, this is, no, no. And then Frank Barberi also gave you a quote. So again, you know more than Frank. No, no, I'm sorry. Go back to your pitiful life, sitting behind your typewriter, writing your little reviews, making yourself feel like you're great and you've accomplished something in this world. Obviously, he's not talked to a real comic producer as we have before in the past. that said, you don't want to be negative when you review people's stuff. You can say stuff, but don't also just like call them average because that can be very insulting to some people, especially who have put their life, their blood, their sweat, their tears into what they're doing. So before you bash someone, you know, think about that. How would you like if I came out and bashed you? You're fucking ugly. You sit behind a typewriter and you do nothing. You fat piece of shit. Your critics are so your critical reviews are just horrible. You, you don't, don't know how to review a damn book. You don't know he's fat. He could be really skinny. Whatever. Okay. You, you aged and redded motherfucker. You don't know how. To, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. I, I'm just saying. Do your research. Meet the people before because I guarantee you, had they met you two before you read the book, he would have gotten it. That's the problem, and I understand, and I, I get it. You can't go on eight thousand podcasts to but, do it. But everybody. not not every person that picks a comic off the stands knows the creators. That's like, true. You know, this, well, that's this maybe guy, you should. Maybe but, you should. But there's not enough time or resources in the world to know everybody that creates a book. Read a Wikipedia page. I don't have a Wikipedia page. For well, us. you should have. One. <laughs> <laughs> Call somebody, and it's it's a lot to ask of somebody to go to that much trouble. Anyways, like really, we want people to read the book cold and give us their honest opinion. If you want to be the best, you got to work. You got to work at it. You can't call yourself Houston's premier comical book podcast if you're not. I'm not talking about us. I'm no, I'm, I'm, no, the I'm no. There, there's a point that I'm trying to make here. Okay. We can say that. Do you know why we can say that? Our numbers show it. So we can actually say that. I don't know if this guy can call around and go say, I'm the comics bastard guy. I can say that. No. Whatever. I mean, they're, they're whatever. Fairly, okay. They're you know, enough, of, enough of him. We've had enough of him. We've given him too much spotlight. Let's take it back to the book. Okay. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I, I just wanted to tell everyone. I, I know y'all hear this very often from Justin. I'm sure he. We're not shilling yet. He he plugs <laughs> he plugs the book. I, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much for everyone who has pledged so far, and uh, we really want to make this a success, and we want to make more issues. So if you have a chance, check out Kickstarter. Go to Speak No Evil. Watch the video. Don't watch the video. It doesn't matter. Watch the video, please. Yeah, I worked really hard on the effects. It took longer than it should, but it's, it doesn't it's, matter. It's so weird, too, like how Kickstarter works, because we get statistics on everything. Mm -hmm. So we can see how many people watch the video and how many people watch the completion. Uh -huh. And on our first video, which did have some flaws. Yeah, the first video wasn't great, but it's uh, okay. We, we had like 450 views, and only like 17% watched it all the way through. Nice. So we were like, man, this next video, the one George made for this Kickstarter, is actually excellent. Like, it's it's astonishingly good. You did such an amazing job, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Everybody that's that's watched it, that's talked to me about it, was like, yeah, that was really awesome. Still, we've only had like 80 people watch it, and it's like 22% have watched it all the way to the end. <laughs> and I, I don't can, know why. <laughs> it's because people of the day nowadays don't have the attention to go through the entire thing. You know, they get the it's oh, this two is kind minutes. Of one people, of the first things are, I say is a demon shoots out of your ass. How do you turn away from that? <laughs> people are attention span of an ad. Some of them just people just don't really have time for. Or, or they start watching and realize they got to do something else. And, you know, and life, that's fine too. Life happens. Like, you don't have to watch the video if you don't want to. You don't have to comment on the video. It doesn't matter to me. I what I care about is that you pledge. You want the money. Uh, no, and, <laughs> and that you become a supporter. If you uh, Scripper needs a Skrilla. Scripper, <laughs> I know. Why are we not using Scripper money to fund this book? And you know, you share it with your friends. That, that's all I, I all I can ever ask from anybody. You don't even have to pledge a whole thirty or forty dollars. 
I'm asking for ten dollars. Yeah, or even a dollar. And my viewers here right now, and my my fans on Twitter across the world, and on Instagram and whatever, uh, if you could see his face right now when he was actually making that pitch, I thought he was going to cry. Oh. Uh, there is actually real warmth behind that request, uh, so you understand. I, this is not a video podcast, but if you really could see, you could see the actual emotions these two have, and that's that's a good thing. And, I, and I've told you this before. I appreciate artists with emotions who put their their own essence into the book. I mean, it just, just makes it more we mi- real. We mix it into the ink. Yeah. Nice. That's disgusting. <laughs> so you can follow a Justin or a George Child by getting the ink. <laughs> <laughs> we put our own blood and semen in it. That's disgusting. <laughs> we have a lot of really good rewards. I mean, if you did miss out on issue one, most of the rewards do have issue one as an option. You can get right. both issue one and issue two. And I some think- of the coolest rewards with haven't been like all taken up yet like it was last time. You can get yourself drawn as a character for issue three. It's probably one of the best ones I can imagine. It's actually funny. One of the guys that backed issue two to have himself drawn in, uh-huh. or, or backed issue one to have himself drawn into issue two, he came back and backed himself again to get into issue three, and he's like, you got to keep my background character around. I'm going <laughs> to show up multiple times. What a creeper. You can make him a creeper. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Uh, and other, oh, look, back to the Kickstarter again. I know that your book one had amazing variants. Yeah. Uh, and I, heard, I remember hearing from you guys at the cons and seeing people Actually, walking around with them is kind of funny. They really went pretty quick, that thing. We, we sold out We yesterday. sold the last ones yesterday. James yeah. Lenares' last two went. They're and all give gone. And give me the three artists who did those. Chris Ryder, James Lenares, and Devin Kraft. Right. And all three of them went pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And surprisingly, it was Mr. Well-Not-Known, uh, I believe it was Baron Chris Ryder's handle on Twitter. His variant went pretty quick. Yeah, it did. It was like one of the favorites. Baron underscore Kreider. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, just, I just know him as Baron Chris Ryder. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Is and I heard he did something. There's something secretive from him. Yeah, on, he, he we talked did. about it like specifically last podcast. Shut up! People don't know who's listening. So in case it just jumped on here, yeah, he did a special variant. What are they uh, tuning in at a 43 minute mark? Of the second podcast. You did just say they only listen to one minute of your two minute uh, video. Yeah, hey, I'm retouching on the subject. You got a problem with my interview? I heard you call yourself McGee, and then they turned off the podcast. They're like, <laughs> my attention's just God gone. Damn it! Fuck it. Is what they said. This is Walter Horstecles talking now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Ryder did a, a, a new uh, variant that we're going to show at a stretch goal. Uh, even if I, maybe we we haven't decided it fully, but if we don't reach our stretch goals uh, this time around, we might just. Do it as a thank you to everyone who pledged. Cool. And who... Uh, as a print or something. We might do it as a, as a cover for issue three. Yeah. All right. Who did the artist... Uh, who did the variants this time? Uh, it was Holly Randall. Okay. Who's an artist that is just incredibly talented. We met her at Amazing Con. And then James Ferry, who we've interviewed on the show before. Uh, James. Uh, I've known him since I was like 16 years old. James is actually a really cool guy. I enjoyed that interview. And really then Samir did the other one, which you saw on the back of issue one. Right. Which is actually really freaking cool. Yeah, it's one, of, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, one of my favorites, too. And that was a page that I actually commissioned for him to do. I would have loved to see the demon come out of the ass. Oh, that'd have been, that'd you, been, you will. You will see it. Well, no, as the cover. That would have been great. Ah! <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be a variant for issue three. <laughs> that'd be <a> trip. <laughs> That is disgusting, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, uh, there's a great scene in uh, issue two that we could probably use for a variant for issue three. Yeah? So I'm talking about. So, more prints, more books, more stuff to be sold. I'm excited. Any other places you're going here in the next couple of days? Uh, we will be at uh, Pop Culture at the end of the month, uh, the 29th. And Pop Culture is located where? Here in Houston. Yeah. And it's also whose number one comic book stop? Yours. Exactly. Remember that, America. Pop Culture, number you, one in Houston, I, I'm sure I hear you say it every time I see That's you. That's right, because you don't go to the B shop. Uh, 
but also I, I do want to say thank you so much to Eighth Dimension for having us out. We had yeah, a, we had an amazing time. time. Uh, they treated us really really well. Their customers are awesome people. Like every single one that came in the door that was there for comics came and talked to us. And we only had one guy that was like, "No, horror is not really my thing." Everybody else bought a copy. Yeah, it was pretty good. I had a great time and uh, getting to meet everybody. We even had some friends come out, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah. So thanks to them. We really appreciate it, and we will definitely be coming back when we have more issues. Cool. And I want to thank uh, George Tripses from Gray Bear, from Woo-hoo. Metal Geeks, uh, Justin Corbett, Mr. Gray Bear, and Mr. Comical Podcast for being on the show today to talk about your book. Is it uh, going to be Talking with the Horse? Is that, <laughs> that going to be That's what it is, Talking with the Horse segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lord Horsicles, and you've listened to Horse Talk. Horse Talk. Horse Talk. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, just a reminder, guys, please, please, please pledge the Kickstarter. Uh, we have a lot of great rewards. Make this book happen. We're sitting at like $1,800 right now out of the 5000 we need. We have 21 days left. Just go to Kickstarter and do a search for Speak No Evil. You can find it. Or uh, just look on any of our social media. We've been plastering it everywhere, trying to get people to check it out. And I'm sorry if you're tired of looking at my news feed full of Speak No Evil stuff. I swear at the end of the month, it will be less. Actually, it's funny. I did that uh, that quiz, like what words do you use the most on Facebook? And I looked at mine, and the, the middle word, the biggest word was Kickstarter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I shared it, and I just said, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you know, I did that too, but I didn't post it because it came up with your name a lot. And, uh, oh, God. And furries and some other crap. So I decided I didn't want to use that. <laughs> I, I, see, I it. see a reoccurring theme for you here. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. George, you got a funny story for us? Uh, I do, but it relates to the Kickstarter again. And I, I feel like I've been talking about the Kickstarter a lot. Is it okay if I talk about a funny story about the Kickstarter? Yeah, that's fine. This okay. here is Kickstarter 101. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while promoting our uh, Kickstarter recently, I kind of went to all the groups that I could find. And I plastered it everywhere. And uh, finally, uh, I got like one or two responses. Unfortunately, I don't get a lot of responses. But when I do, I kind of I like to respond to them. And this one dude said, like, hey, man, this looks very cool. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. Uh, if you can, please support us. Pledge a dollar and, uh, or any, anything you can do. It, any, every little bit helps. And uh, like maybe like 10 or 15 minutes later, he responds like, oh, man, I wish I could, but I'm in prison. Damn. <laughs> and I'm trying to make art so I can get out of my own dungeon. Well, do, do you take smoke? Smokes? <laughs> he pledges two and a half packs. And uh, I wanted to respond. I just <laughs> I just didn't know how, so I just kind of ignored the message. So how does that feel to have killers, thugs, and rapists loving your book? <laughs> it was a little Donald awkward. Donald Trump's a fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a rapist. <laughs> So that's my uh, awkward, fun story for the week. I've been telling a few people about. Nice. That's pretty damn funny, though. Yeah, it was, it was awkward. I didn't know how to respond. So uh, I was like, oh, dude, that sucks. You're in prison. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You should have responded, <laughs> responded back by saying, I know you're innocent, bro. I know you're innocent. It's like, I know it wasn't your fault, man. He's like, no, I really killed him is what he's going to say. Nice! Oh, man! <laughs> if he's listening to this podcast, which he probably isn't, because I don't think they allow podcasts in prison, but... Um, Send me some of that sweet commissary money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for liking the story and our comic, and uh, when you get out of prison, the comic will be available on our website. Thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is just completely funny. <laughs> hey, man, you know what you could do? You guys could start this off by taking the Kickstarter or the book and now send it to the prison so they can learn to read. Hey, you're helping you America. Go. 
Give helping him a second chance. I don't think hyper violent books are allowed in prison. <laughs> <laughs> they get the docile books. It's fantasy, bro. It's fantasy. Athamon doesn't shoot out of people's asses. He just kind of crawls out real slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that'll be allowed either, though. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> They already got that going on in there, bro. They don't need a reminder. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Might remind them of their biggest fears. <laughs> and I also got like a, a second two-parter for a funny story. Sure. Well, it's not really a funny, funny story. It's just I, I, an astonishing fact. Okay. Uh, so when we first started our Kickstarter, uh, we were like, oh, man, cool. We're, we're, we're getting some pledges in. And then Justin sends me this message like, yeah, but look at this Kickstarter. And I was like, what is this? And there's like they, they, went, they went live uh, about a day before we did. And they already hit at 300%. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I look at their page. It's practically comic book porn. Yeah, it's uh, like bikini-clad women like fighting. Naked it's, women. It's like, like angels and demons, but they're all women, and they're like naked. And and what's the name of that Kickstarter? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I have to look at my messages. But they, they made like $15,000 their first day. And I was telling, like, man, I was like, if you ever need to prove the sex sells, man, this is. <laughs> I was telling, like, maybe we could do like a scantily clad version of Speak No Evil. Yeah, we'll, for, we'll for wait until the next, next we'll wait until the next time jump when the boys are in their twenties, and we'll have them doing like the bringing sexy back pose, the, the picture nice. you took. <laughs> See if they <laughs> get but some. Is it like Karma Bikini or something? Uh, I'm looking up bikinis now. I don't. See no, it here. wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was like Angels and Demons or something. Yeah, it was some stupid title. Yeah, I'm looking it up, I'm trying to back them. <laughs> you backed that one, but you haven't backed us yet. Miguel. Yeah, really. What's up with that? Well, there is a moment that I'm waiting before I back. We got 21 days left, man. Well, that's not the that's not the point. It's not about 21 days. It's about me making sure I can afford to back you, and at what level I want to back you. You don't have 20 dollars, bro. I don't back 20 dollars. Fucking lame. <laughs> I back in the higher. You can numbers. always up your pledge later. I didn't know that. No one ever tells me this fucking things. <laughs> I thought once you pledge, that's it. You can't pledge again. No, no. You can always up your ante later if you want to. Well, fuck. I didn't know that shit. You're going to pledge right now. I'm going yeah, I'm I'm right to witness right now. You witness this shit. This is my funny story. <laughs> Y'all witness. This will be the one for next episode. <laughs> Y'all witness, witness me touching myself right now. What? I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't need another copy. Can, I, can we switch this? Can we work a little bit of this? I already have a copy. What? What? Get both copies of one and two. I got one. She can get just two. Or you can uh, just get the. Uh, oh, I want a copy of reward. two and a t shirt. That's what I want. There you go. And so then you if go. you decide you have the money for original art. Both copies of issue two and a variant? What do you mean, both copies of issue two? I'm confused. Explain the this to Digital me. and physical versions? Uh, 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 you have to read uh, beyond the title. I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Two copies of t shirt and one print. All right. I like that. Okay. Yeah. It's a good level. Yeah. It, like 40 bucks? It's 50 bucks. Dude, Thanks. that's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man. I will see if I can back more down the road. Well, like I said, I wanted to be able to see if I could do my usual 175 like I did the last time. Uh, but again, you got You got, got me some at, original art for that place. Yeah. So. And that's the thing. You got me at the wrong time, which kind of sucks because I really wanted to back it more. I was really looking at the $500 mark. I really was. <laughs> you want your name as an executive producer? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> he said he was going to do a complete page of Lord Horsicles. Yeah, we can. But the thing about that is. I'm on the verge of doing something, hopefully getting a house, and so I have to be extremely tight, and then I have Christmas coming up, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, if the just, house... Just, just back at the, the 500 level, and you'll get one of everything, and you can give away the prints to people for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is done. <laughs> so anyway, that was my uh, funny story, and then awkward, uh, well, that sucks that we're not doing sex story. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase. 
comic book character sex, <laughs> not Justin and I. Yeah, we can't do that. No, no. That's, that's not happening. I was expecting him to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Kiss my ass. There, you bastards. I just funded you. Oh, thank you. We love you, Miguel. Well, maybe I didn't. I don't think I may have pushed the X too soon. Oh, shit. No, I just backspeak the evil issue two on Kickstarter. Shut up, George Tripsis. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. This Thanks, is what man. I'm going to have to do. Go to everybody and start muscling them. <laughs> hey, have you pledged yet? We're going to start, start going door to door like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have this vacuum here. And like, Look, we dropped this dirt on you. <laughs> We're only going to clean it up if you back the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome. <laughs> You are now 38% funding. We'd be uh, like the most committed Kickstarter runners ever. Ever. <laughs> we started yeah. doing We that. should have a news story about us if we did that. We should. We probably would. And <laughs> we get arrested for pouring <laughs> shit on people's carpets. <laughs> this here is horse semen. <laughs> it doesn't You, you come better up. get to work, man. <laughs> Again, I'm glad I was able to back you. Thank I'm you. sad that it's not the amount that I want to back you. Um, if I happen to do anything great down the road, hit the lotto, sell something or something, or Barry Media hooks me up and pays me for doing the calendar, then hey, I'll... that's that's the thing though, man. We we don't expect everybody to come in and pledge hundred dollars or more. Like it's not about. I don't want. Uh, well, a nothing lot, about I don't George, want big. But... I don't want big pledgers, or I don't want a lot of money from one pledge. I want a lot of I mean, different. We, we're small. fine if people want to do it. Like we appreciate yeah, anything, yeah. but. Like the more pledges we have, the, the higher we end up in the rankings on Kickstarter. The better chance we have of being on the front page. The better chance we have of people finding it and discovering it, and then pledging themselves. So, like, I mean, if you can only give us eight bucks or ten bucks and, and get a you know just a copy of the book or something, like, please do it. Like, it doesn't have to be forty or fifty dollars. We're, no. we're fine with everybody pledging us ten dollars. We just we really need help because right. we're you know falling behind a little bit. Hey, how about start offering pages where podcasts can put their stuff out there, like fifty dollars, and you can have your own page or half a page for your own show. You know, and like people like critical thinking or like nerdy bitches or like well, we, we you know comic syndicate. I mean, just think of it, it's another way of adding. We more talked about doing stuff. we talked about doing ad revenue at some point, but we don't really want to do that. Not right think. now. Not right now. You know, maybe in the future when we've when we need more money to keep printing more books, or if a we, publisher tells us, or if a publisher tells us we have to, yeah. we may do ad space. But right now, we just want the book to be just the story and just our stuff. You know, we, we don't want to like sell it out to other people. I can respect that. So, right now, there's no plans for that. All right. All right. Let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first, Miguel? Well, I want to talk about TV. Okay. Uh, so you know the Krypton series on Sci-Fi. The, talked about the worst show that's ever going to be aired on sci-fi. Oh, okay. No, I don't. They, yeah. they announced who the main character is going to be, and it's going to be Segel, who's the grandfather of Superman. Uh, Segel? Segel, yes. It sounds like they're trying to cheese off a of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Sagat. <laughs> Segel. Sagat was Street Fighter. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> the kicker of this whole show is you already know how it ends, so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking planet blows up. I don't think they're going to succeed. Spoilers! <laughs> Maybe it's an alternate reality. You never know. Yeah, the Titanic did sink. So anyways, the uh, the actor who's going to play Segel is uh, Cameron Cuffey. I don't know. I don't really know him. He's an unknown. Is he an old guy? No, he's young. So he's going to get makeup on? Well, it's uh, Segel when he was younger. Oh, okay. It's before Superman was born, I think. Sega! Um, Sega. Seg- <laughs> Sega! So Jor-El is going to be like Sega. a teenager in the series, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Yeah. So. I hear it's supposed to be like a Game of Thrones type of show, but dun, space. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I stand with Segal, king of the, the whatever the fuck this planet is. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like one political party is trying to take over the other kind of What are you of deal. doing yeah. with your hands? 
I'm, I'm talking with my... I thought you were joking with I'm trying to represent this... Stop it, George. You're distracting All right. All right, D-cups. You don't grab yours like that? All right, let's no. go. Uh, that's how you pull out the nip rings. Oh, okay. Wow. This is a very revealing podcast today. Uh, we got the release date for Iron Fist. Yeah. March 17th, 2017, which is a lot faster than I expected it to be. And we saw the trailer. And we saw the trailer. That's what happened when you do things with a fist. It's a lot faster than you expect. Yeah. That, actually, that was my favorite line in the, <laughs> the, the Thundercat T-Man crossover. Fisto's yeah. like, looks like somebody needs a fisto. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, whoa, come on. <laughs> this is for children. <laughs> uh, Iron Fist looks fucking amazing. Yeah, it does. Uh, I got goosebumps watching that trailer. Yeah, it looks cool. I can't wait to see it. I've always been a big Iron Fist fan, though. I know you're not the biggest, but you haven't been a big fan of any of the Netflix characters they picked, and you've fallen in love with all of them. So uh, I imagine the same thing's going to happen. Well, I haven't seen Luke Cage yet, but I did see him in Jessica Jones, which I thought was amazing. So I can't wait to see Luke Cage, and now I really want to see this Iron Fist thing. Yeah. And what's bad about it is it then translates to me, and I now want to buy the damn comic. <laughs> I'm going to go broke. <laughs> That's <laughs> my, how they get you. Uh, my, my first uh, experience with Iron Fist was that Spider-Man Unlimited show. Where they had Luke Cage and Iron Fist as teenagers. Mm-hmm. That could have been such a terrible story. Your first experience with an Iron Fist. Hard <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> it's a new move if you didn't know. Whoa! <laughs> Does Catherine know about this? Gave her the Iron Fist. Whoa! <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> does it glow yellow? Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I gotta leap into the air. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Damn, that could hurt. There's no lube involved. <laughs> you gotta like make a running head start and knock down some doors before. <laughs> anyway, the trailer looks awesome. Uh, I hope that the guy from Game of Thrones that they picked was is. I mean, he was good in Game of Thrones, so uh, he looks like he's gonna be great in that. Did you say Gay of Thrones? Game of. Okay, Thrones. I'm like, what the hell? You yeah, he, he does play a gay character in Game of Thrones. He does look a lot better as Iron Fist than I thought he was going to. Yeah, so I'm really excited for it. But I've been really excited for all. And the they Netflix splash shows. it over the trailer. The last defender arrives. It's great. He looks kind of cool. Yeah. He's he going to pull it off. And the tattoos on the chest, which is great. Yeah, yeah, I need that tattoo. It's freaking awesome. You should get it. Yeah. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> it's going to look a like GoFundMe. a... GoFundMe? <laughs> get, get me my Iron Fist tattoo. Nice. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, like sure like some, a... <laughs> I'm sure some of your fans want to see you suffer like that. Are you going to get it on your chest, though? Like Iron Fist? Yeah, of course. you oh, got to shave it all or, or wax it all first. And wow. It's going to look like a sad dragon. Well, uh, we'll... A sad dragon? <laughs> <laughs> we'll live tweet the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's not, gonna that's not the one I want. <laughs> You can write McGee on the bottom. Nice! <laughs> McGee. McGee life. <laughs> McGee life. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, Flash and Arrow came back this week. I saw Flash. Flash was pretty good. I haven't seen Arrow. I watched both. I watched uh, 10 minutes of Arrow and then got bored and started doing other things. <laughs> so it's like watching your Kickstarter video. Oh! oh. Too soon? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> My bad. I don't be dead. <laughs> I couldn't resist no, it. No, that was a good one. That was a good one. It was funny. That was a good one. Uh, Flash was great, though. I, I really, I'm happy Flash is back. Like, fuck shit up more than what he should have. Yeah. I just wish they would have stayed more in that universe before uh, trying to reset. Trying it. to reset it already. Well, I mean, Flashpoint is all about him trying to get back to the correct timeline. So it's not like he's there yet. There's right. a lot more stuff because he, he does go. Uh, spoilers on the episode. He does go back and he fixes supposedly quote unquote fixes what he fucked up, and uh, it's still something wrong. Yeah, it's going to take him a while, probably the whole season, to get back to the correct timeline. But. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good intro to the the Flashpoint story. And as far as Arrow, uh, I was upset with Arrow last season. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the season before that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this is getting bad. Uh, but this season, uh, at least the first episode, they kind of try to go back to the grassroots and having Oliver Queen killing folks. 
There you go. Yeah, he's killing mofos this time around. No, and that, he's like not giving a shit. And he's training. Yeah, he's like, training out of my team. life, so fuck it, I can kill again. Yeah, and she's like all of a sudden dating somebody that's important to his campaign or something like that. I don't know, it's weird. Hmm. Interesting. You ever think about that? For the I wish they would have killed her instead <laughs> of uh, Black Canary. Laurel. Yeah. Uh, Although Black Canary sucked. Uh, uh, yeah. Laurel was horrible. The actress. The actress. They should have killed them both. Terrible. That's what they should have done. They should have nice. killed them both. I, I don't really mind um, the girl who plays Felicity. I think she's pretty all right as an actress. Especially, no, she's good as an actress. I just don't like her character in the show. I don't like the character that much, but I really didn't like the actress who played Laurel. I was glad she was uh, gone. Come yeah. on. You know you just want more Diggle. Who doesn't? Nice. <laughs> so yeah, in the end of the episode, he decided he's going to get a new team and train them. Cool. Interesting. Thanks uh, for revealing it, because I didn't watch it. You don't need to anymore. Oh, anymore. thanks. I'm just going to watch the first two minutes of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just like our Solidarity. <laughs> Uh, so after the Iron Fist trailer, we also saw the Voltron Legendary Defender Season 2 trailer. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Give me some Voltron on. Did y'all like the uh, last season? I did not finish it. I, I watched everything up until the last three episodes. I still need to finish it. I'm down Those to last, last two episodes two. are pretty boss. They're pretty good. Yeah, I saw the first minute of it. I had to run away and do something else. But no, I, I want to finish it. It's good. I, it gets very childish toward the middle of the show, but it gets better as it goes on. Yeah, that's where it kind of lost me. Like I was really pumped after the first couple of episodes because they were great. And then it just sort of became very like Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon kid show. show. Well, I yeah. think you said it earlier. You said it right. Uh, they remember there was supposed to be a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, this is supposed to be a kid show, right? And then it gets too childish, and then they kind of bring it back. And But Avatar did the same thing, though. I never watched Avatar. Ugh. Oh, really? You never watched Avatar the last year, Bender? That was a good show. Okay. Cut him out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some more TV news. Uh, speaking of Defenders and Iron Fist, Sigourney Weaver has been cast as the main villain in the Defenders Shut up, show. for real? Yeah. Aliens going to come out of her? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, we know that the Who other... Who is she playing? Ripley? We don't know. Oh, she hasn't been casted yet. We don't know anything. Interesting. Uh, we know that the uh, alien invaders are supposed to be the main threat for the Defenders. Uh, I'm guessing she's going to be like the alien queen or something, but we don't really know much more beyond she's a that. She's no, it's not the Scrolls. Oh. Chitari. That man. would be amazing, though. It's not the Chitari. It's like an older, <laughs> interesting older group. Uh, Valiant also threw their hat in the ring for a TV series. Uh, this is going to be like a digital only kind of thing. I think they're doing Hulu or Netflix or something. Crackle. Uh, maybe Crackle. Uh, it's called Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. And it's supposed to happen in late 2017. They released a trailer for it. Uh, I'm not super familiar with the Valiant characters. I know some of them. The Bloodshot stuff looks pretty cool. Uh, the Archer and Armstrong stuff, I mean, they're only in there for like one scene, but that was kind of cool to see them. A lot of it, though, looked kind of hokey. It looks like a sci-fi bad show. It looks like not super low production budget, but like not high either. Kind of yeah. right in the middle, and the acting is, is kind of lackluster and It's like they got uh, soap opera actresses for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's overacted, and I don't know. I mean, I'll probably give it a shot just to familiarize myself with the characters a little bit more, but I'm not like pumped about it or anything i don't know anything about the valiant universe so and this review brought to you by george and justin from the comics bastard what i just say a few minutes about ripping on people's shit do you not listen to any damn thing i say in this office there's a difference between (laughs) between being jaded and being honest we're just being honest yeah i mean it could be great but it looks bad (laughs) and i just said i was gonna give it a chance (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about mcgee i'm on my soapbox shut up mcgee (laughs) hey man sci-fi shit is good okay Sharknado, Lava Lantula, enough said. None of that was good. (laughs) 
Although this, magicians... this from the guy who also loves wrestling and NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the TV show Magicians on Sci-Fi, though. <laughs> we, we were talking about this clown epidemic. Miguel said he was going to become a juggalo. I did not say he was going to become a juggalo. <laughs> it's, part, said, it's part of the epidemic. I, I, what did I tell you? I told you if you did become a juggalo, then your transformation to white trash would be complete. <laughs> 100% redneck, I think is what you told me. Well, then our coworker told you to take the redneck test, and you got 100% on it. <laughs> that was entirely on your own. <laughs> but that was because I was... I don't know. Because you possibly might be a redneck? No, 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 no. I understood. I think I took that test wrong. I think because I understood the terminology, <laughs> what they were actually trying to say. So I was clicking the wrong boxes when I should have actually been, you know. Justify it however you want, man. <laughs> no, it is. All we need is Jeff Foxworth. You might be a redneck. Nice. ICP. <laughs> For life, right? <laughs> Juggalo. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, Punisher casting. Ben Barnes has been cast as Billy Russo. Eben Eben Moss Bachrock has been cast as Micro, and Amber Rose Riva has been cast as Dinah Madani. So I don't give a shit so long as Punisher kills them all. Well, I think some of them are his allies. Yeah, I think kill them all anyway. God damn it! I think well, one dude's like supposed to be his best friend and yeah. helps him invent <laughs> stuff. Fuck him! He didn't bring the ammo. Bam, <laughs> dude. Who gives a shit? It's the Punisher. Just kill everybody. I love the Punisher. You know that's it's, oh, and you gotta give it up for Shane, man. Got to give up for the guy pulling it off. Uh, well, he had a smaller part in Daredevil Season 2. I'm not sure he's strong enough to carry this season by himself, but just, just I'll you, give him a shot. You're going to eat those words, bro. You're yeah, hopefully with better direction, it'll be good. I'm going I'm to give him a shot. John Barenthal, man. I'm not a big fan of John Barenthal, but we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to comics or movies. What do you want? I'm going to do some comics. Uh, you're going to like this one. You remember we talked about the new Kiss comic that's coming out? Yeah. They're doing a spinoff series, a miniseries. Well, the Kiss comic hasn't even come out yet. It, I think it starts next month. Okay. They're doing a spinoff miniseries uh, all about just Gene Simmons, and it's called Kiss the Demon. Wow. I brought this up on Metal Geeks. I, gotta put I that thought down. it would be a good hit with Metal Geeks, but no one gave a shit. Like, I brought up that story. No one cared. No one, no one cared. Miguel loves Kiss. It's his favorite band. So Really? Fucking Gene Simmons for life, baby. I'm going to get a tattoo of him right here with his tongue sticking Right out above the, the ICP tattoo. Nice. <laughs> it's going to have ICP on the tongue. No, 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 no. The tongue is going down toward my nuts. It just says, kiss a juggalo. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we get a little button pushed. On, when you push it on my arm, it plays like a kiss song. That'd be amazing, right? They do have those like uh, electric tattoos that you, that does stuff nice. or whatever. Well, see, I have to have room because you know, Gene Simmons is going to be on this side. McConaughey is going to be on this side. You know, all right, all right. <laughs> Actually, I might be wrong. That might be your transformation to white trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's him wearing the crown at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's freaking cool. I mean, first of all, I don't know how the Kiss became my number one band. <laughs> what the hell? I do. <laughs> was it Shout It? Was that the song that, that, that did it for you? Shout It. Shout no, I think it was the fact that they got Kiss lights. I keep seeing him watch Ace Freely videos on his phone all day. I do not watch Ace Freely videos on my phone all day long. <laughs> Detroit Rock City is like something you wish that happened to you in that movie. That'd be You awesome. wish it was your life story. That'd be cool. <laughs> nah, man. Hey, I already got my local comic shop, Pop Culture, to put Kiss down, you know, and apparently there's going to be like a shitload of variants. So I told him, you know, just give me the jeans. <laughs> and if it's over this much, don't put them in there. It's too damn much. <laughs> so you're going to get all the variants for the Kiss comic? That's just the ones with Ace on them. No. No, <laughs> no. I know he's your favorite. Dude, Dude, they're only going to get me one, and that's it. That's all I can afford. Just the one Ace variant? No, not Ace, but yeah. Gene's variant. What the fuck? It's okay, man. You can you can be proud about it now. It's a totally different era. No. You can own that shit. That I can a, own that shit? You don't have to be embarrassed to be a fan of Ace Freely anymore. Nice. <laughs> but I'm going to have to get these other spinoffs. How many books? 
Uh, I think it's four or six. Four? I'm not okay. sure exactly. Cool. Are they going to put their blood in the ink again? Probably not. They're... That would have been cool. Yeah, that was a 70s thing. I don't think they can really do that anymore. That would be fucking awesome, actually. But I might get some kind of disease or some shit. <laughs> I wind up with hep C. At the least. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Comixology has announced that they're going to be releasing original content from Boom and Valiant. Uh, they're not doing print books for some of their stuff. It's going to go straight to digital and only available in Comixology. So they're really trying to like make original content to drive people to check out their platform. Huh. Okay. So that's kind of a cool idea. I'm still not a... F- I mean, I get the digital thing, but I like to have the physical copy. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I, I prefer d- physical versions as well, but I understand why they're doing this, because they have to do something to try to get people to migrate. And I honestly think the reason why digital bothers me, and I apologize if I know you were about to say something, no, it's okay. is because we stare at a fucking computer for fucking eight hours a day. I really don't want to look at the goddamn thing to read my comics. I'd rather look at a book. <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that really is. If I didn't work in technology, I think I wouldn't have a problem with it. Because I wouldn't be staring at a goddamn computer screen all goddamn day. Well, nobody makes you look at your phone and get on Twitter for 12, 12 <laughs> hours a day. That's, that's your. I don't get on Twitter for 12 hours. Dude, have you seen how many tweets I've had here lately? This like, little really to nothing. A Twitter interventions. What a Twitter saying. intervention? <laughs> Twitter needs me to survive. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know you're addicted. This is how you know you're delusional. <laughs> have you seen some of these tweets I got? We stand with you, please. Thank you. No. I was going to say, uh, it's what's the only cool thing I can see about digital comics is that you can just have a, a crap load of library into your digital yeah, I mean, iPad. It, it is easier to have them digitally. I mean, One virus and it's all gone. As opposed to having a thousand long boxes. <laughs> One fire and it's One all gone. And it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you put that shit in a storage unit with AC and fire retardant shits. That's why you get insurance. That's, that's really what you're saying. Let's move on. Uh, DC has announced a new series called Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77. That sounds Linda dirty. Carter? Yeah, they're going to have Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, meet Adam West and Burt Ward. Batman cool. That's actually kind of a cool idea. That is cool. I'm they did really well life. with their Batman 66 run. Yeah. So. so that's kind of a neat idea. I'm excited for that announcement. Uh, I'm less excited for the next one. Marvel has announced Deadpool the Duck as a five-issue <laughs> series. It's, uh, it's like a merging of Deadpool and Howard the Duck. Uh, <laughs> oh my god you know I never thought that we Ow! I never <laughs> Jesus <laughs> how did you hurt yourself just sitting there I don't know <laughs> I never thought we would reach critical mass where I would start to become less and less of a fan of Deadpool but I, I got your we, critical mass I think we've achieved it like the more things they announce the less of a fan of Deadpool I become so does Howard the Duck become Deadpool I'm not I don't even care it's become too much. I he's, don't. He's a moneymaker, man. It's become so mainstream and so shoved down your throat. Watered down. That I, yeah, it's watered down. The jokes fall flat all the time now. I mean, wh- what would have made it better if it would have been like Howard the Duck was just a, a guest on a, a Deadpool comic? If it was like Deadpool and Howard the Duck team up? Yeah. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, I could see that being kind of cool. That would be funny, especially if you get like Ch- Chip Zdarsky to write it or something. Like, I would love to see. Ryan Brown or Chip Zdarsky write a crazy book like that. That would be fun. That'd I be think. a really fun book, actually. But instead, we're getting this by some person I don't know their name <laughs> that is like Howard the Duck as Deadpool. This is probably like his first job at Marvel. Yeah, thanks for shitting on him, man. Give <laughs> <laughs> piece of chance, bro. Show some love. You know, it could be funny. It could be. Chances honestly, are, it won't be. Honestly, Deadpool Spider Man is the funniest thing I think I like. I like love reading Joe Kelly's book. writing it. It's the only spin, like, it's the only spinoff, the only, like, extraneous Deadpool title that's actually really good. I got good. that one, too. I just finished reading that. It was pretty good. It's mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Kelly, man. I mean, he's like the Deadpool writer. The only problem I had reading that one is there's a lot of references to older comics that I have not read, and I was kind of lost. But other than that, the jokes were great. I don't know. I'm just getting kind of burned out. Deadpool's a duck. I'm really, I'm really burned out on <laughs> Harley, too. 
Like I, I don't even read Harley oh, anymore. Oh man, the death stare that Miguel's giving you. We talked about this already. Yeah, Harley and Harley and the gang, uh, whatever. But the main Harley, I still like. I enjoy. Uh, they brought Red Tool back. All that does is remind me of how much disdain I'm developing for Deadpool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it'll be a little overwhelming. I get yeah. that. I'm just, I'm really burned out on it. So I like the Harley Black Book Unfortunate, ones. because the early Deadpool stuff is so great, and so much of what has happened in the last few years has been great, but we hit a critical mass where I just, I don't care anymore. Well, damn the movie. Deadpool 2, the movie comes out. There, I know. You're going to go see it. Of course, uh, of course I'll see it. I mean, I, I love the character. I'm always going to love the character. I just hate what they've done with the character. I think that is the summation of it. I'm sorry, bro. It's okay. not your fault. Uh, let's see. Really you, cool. You're going to like this next one. Uh, you remember the old TV series Charmed? Yeah. Alyssa Milano and, uh, yeah. They're bringing it back. Shut up, for real? As a comic book at Dynamite. Wow. There's something about seeing them on screen versus seeing them on the comic book. I don't care how you draw them in the comic book. They don't look like they look on screen. They, they don't affect my special area the same way. No. You, you can't. <laughs> I don't get the people that masturbate to Playboy magazines. It's not the same as watching the video. I don't get it. Of, of Charmed? <laughs> I'm confused. I was comparing it to people who are gonna who did as you just said, you're my special section. People who watch Charmed and have their time versus reading a comic. It's not gonna have the same emotional feel. Didn't Alyssa Milano had like a short stint in comics? Yeah, she wrote uh, Hacktivist, one of Miguel's favorite Shut books. Up. <laughs> so is she behind this at all? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. You know, recently she had an interview out there I think, talking about her, her sex life. Yeah, how motherhood has changed her life. Oh. Really? It's not made her into a sex idol anymore? Mm, no, actually, it's actually turned more people onto her, believe it or not. Right on. I mean, it's a good-looking woman. I mean, you can't... You cannot <laughs> no, I think she's very hot. Also <laughs> part right of uh, James Gunn made I've never the found her attractive. <laughs> really? You never like I most? never found her attractive. Dude, she's hot. Yeah. Not my type. Oh, well. She didn't have glasses. We understand. Yeah, that is a thing for me. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to movies. The Batman solo movie has an official title now. Batman. The Batman. It's The Batman. Oh, so we're from New York now? <clears throat> the Interstate. The Coffee. The Batman. The Bat Dong. The Bat Dick. <laughs> the, <laughs> the McGee. The <laughs> McGee. The Batman. Interesting. Uh, Wolverine 3 also got its official title, and it's simply called Logan. Yeah, I saw that. It just had the, has a hand with the... Actually, that was hilarious. They they posted the poster for for Logan, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Wolverine with his claws extended, and there's a little kid holding his hand. Right. And Ryan Reynolds tweeted the photo and said, "That's totally me." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he that posted funny. the picture from Deadpool with the little kid hand. <laughs> Freaking awesome! Uh, I got a good laugh out of that. Uh, well, how do you feel about the fact that Hugh Jackman's hanging up the claws? I'm fine with it. He's been doing it for a really long time. I know, but I don't know if you can replace him. You have to have somebody that's really good because you can't go. You can't take a step backwards. Uh, James Mangold's doing this one, right? He did the the Wolverine last time. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's doing this one. Yeah, yeah. I hope I actually enjoyed the Wolverine. I would have loved to seen Logan do it one more time with a crossover. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. That would have been great. But maybe the, they would have done the Deadpool story where he finds out about his daughter. Captain America makes an appearance too. That'd been pretty interesting. I think it's too modern for them to go for. Uh, we'll see, though. But I mean, a, de- a Deadpool also, Wolverine uh, thing would have been great. Nothing's impossible. Just because he says this is his last appearance as Wolverine, you know. Not enough money. You know, there's always a chance he'll make cameos in Deadpool 2 or something. Like, see, that'd be cool. I could certainly see that happening. He made one in one. They also posted a picture of uh, Patrick Stewart like looking really old. Yeah. Interesting. For this movie. Cool. So, older than he normally does. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he doesn't look young like in uh, X-Men 3. Or in drag like <laughs> in his new movie. 
God, remember how weird he looked in Last Stand? He looked all plasticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so strange. Uh, we saw the Power Rangers teaser, teaser trailer. Hell yeah. I am not a big Power Rangers fan at all. I mean, I watched season one when it was out when I was a kid, and I loved it then. But then the endless reiterations of it, like Ninja Force and Power Rangers Speed Group. And that was and, stupid shit. I really hated that crap. Uh, I, I, like, after they started doing that stuff, I was like, ugh, I, I'm done. So you, you're just original Power Rangers, though. That was yeah. the only thing I watched was the first season. That's all I watched, too. And then, to me, Tommy that the was the Ranger. best thing ever. This... I've I've not been a Power Rangers fan for such a long time. I haven't watched that stuff since I was like 14 or, or 13 years old. This is the first thing Power Rangers I've seen in a long ass time, and it looks excellent. Doesn't it though? It looks really cool. And I told you this yesterday. I watched the trailer like when we we're done uh, doing a podcast yesterday. I was like, this trailer looks kind of good, and I'm worried. And he's <laughs> like, you're crazy. It's not good. And then he watched the trailer this morning, and sure enough, you thought it was good, right? Yeah, it looks really good. It I'm, gave me that feel from the old, for the first season Power the, Rangers. The Down Under like, feel? Oh, the, yeah. the Alyssa yeah. Milano feel? Ooh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Dude, I, I tell you what, man. I love the Power Rangers movie. I have it. I watch it like a bunch of times, the old school one, yeah. Really, the old one? Oh, yeah, I love that movie. It's great, man. Come on. Dude, those effects do not hold up. It doesn't matter about the fucking effects. The story, the whole, the, the actors, the Lord Zed and those guys, <laughs> it's just great. But, uh, yeah, this movie's going to be fucking awesome. It looks good. This I'm is what, uh, so ready for it. This is what the new Fantastic Four movie should have been like, I think. At least it has that feeling of what it should have been like. Yeah, I can see that. I'm ready. It looks cool. I'm, I'm actually excited for it, which I never thought I would say in a million years. Uh, moving on, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah! Been added to the cast of Black Panther. <laughs> He's playing an elder statesman They're just going to get every famous black person to f- act in this movie. Was it Snipes? Sure, why not? Mike why? Coulter? They should get Oprah next, is what they o- need. Oprah. <laughs> nice. Stedman? <laughs> Denzel? I, is he not in it already? I don't think so. 50 Cent? 50 Cent. 50 Cent? <laughs> <laughs> What's his real name? It's like Lewis Carter or something like that, right? Curtis something. Curtis, Curtis, Curtis. Jackson. Yeah. There you go. Jackson, not Jackin. Jackson. <laughs> Jackin Hagar. Nice. <laughs> Moving on, we also got a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel for the Justice League movie, which is actually pretty funny. Uh, there's a scene in there that's great. Aquaman's like running with his trident. And he's like spinning around. And he just drops it on the floor. And then he turns around and rips Wonder Woman's sword out of her back and starts running with her sword. It would have been funny if he had impaled himself with his trident. That would be pretty damn funny. Ah, I stuck it in my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Justice League movie's good. They're, they're copying the whole hype thing that Star Wars did back when Force Awakens was coming out. Yeah. So. First of all, Jason Momoa looks like a badass Aquaman. I'll say that. I like Affleck's Batman. I'm good with that. And, of course, Wonder Woman is a draw. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, I think all the actors are great. I just hope that the writing and direction of the film's good. I think they learned from the first one. They did, had to have, right? Did they, though? I hope so. You hope. You're going to keep your fingers crossed. Uh, let's see. We also got the first trailer for Officer Down. Yeah. Is a, a book that was released by Joe Casey many, many years ago. I actually got to meet him at uh, Comic Palooza this year and got him to sign my copy. Really excited for this movie. It looks like a lot of fun. It's it's wild and crazy. It's being directed by M. Sean Crahan from uh, Slipknot. It looks very weird, you know, the the way stuff's done in there. But uh, I'm excited well, they got for the it. producers from the Crank on there, so oh, from the Crank movies. Yeah, from the Crank. Yeah. From the Crank. The crank. <laughs> from the Crank. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a great movie, man. It's gonna be one of those movies you're drinking your soda, having your popcorn, and just enjoying the shit and just having a laugh. Yeah, it just can't take the shit too seriously and just fucking love it. No, I think it's like... just balls to the wall, violence and action, and it's gonna be fun. That's fucking crazy great, man. midnight movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the very last piece of movie news is that the Suicide Squad extended cut has been announced. 
And the release date for the Blu-ray is going to be November 15th. Okay. Still won't fix the problems with the movie. Well, they said they weren't even going to release the extended cut a long time ago. They said it was just going to, that was the version of the movie that everybody was going to get, and that was it. But Look here, comics bastard. It made money. Now they're, doing the, <laughs> now they're doing the ultimate edition. More Harley? I still haven't seen Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate cut yet. You should. Is it good? It's better. Okay. I haven't seen the full thing yet either. I mean, I, it's a I big time it. commitment. I have, <laughs> it, I have it at home. I just haven't Same watched here. it. It's, it's sitting a, on my It's table. a lot better. Okay. Suicide Squad wasn't very good. I doubt the extended cut's going <gasps> to make it better. You never know. Anyways, that's it for movies. Uh, I want to remind everybody, please, please, please go and support our Kickstarter. Do a search for Speak No Evil. You can find it really easily there or go to graybearcomics.com. We have a link to it. Or you can follow us on any of our social media where we are posting it constantly. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook where we are Comical Podcast. Uh, you can also follow Gray Bear Comics as at Gray Bear Comics. That's G-R-A-Y. If you want to follow Miguel, I'm at Comical Podcast too. Pretty much anywhere. If you want to follow George, uh, at Metal Geeks, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or if you want to follow me uh, directly, it's uh, George Trips, it's T-R-I-P-S-A-S. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you enjoy us, please leave us a five-star review. Which we're getting a lot of. We appreciate it. And, and remember, as Lord McGee, I gave them a five star out of five stars for speaking of evil. You're you're an unreliable dictator. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you, you put the dick in dictator. Whoa! Put the dick in you. <laughs> oh, whoa! Hold on. Now. Not in here. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the Iron Fist. <laughs> what, 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 what you guys do out there is up to you. But, uh, not you in know the it's office. okay in a three way. I'm not participating in it. Uh, and on that note, with the honey in the middle, <laughs> keep on laughing, bitches.